Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. I think that's me. I missed my cue. Just too busy, too busy falling and more and more in love with him. Amen. I'm gonna fix this real quick. Is that cool? Forgot about these bright lights. Can't see faces. Wow. So good to be here. It's hard to believe that it's been two years, a little over two years since that one service on June 30th, 2019, where. Um, so many people showed up to just show support of what God's next assignment was for me and Katrina to be able to go to Portland to start another church, to multiply, to expand God's heart in this place, to take it further into a different state and a different city. And, and, um, and then we were, here, we were here in January of 2020, right before COVID broke out and made everything weird. And we were supposed to be here. I think Danny and I were talking about trying to get me down here maybe four times per year. And, and that all changed. Uh, as you guys know, COVID changed a lot of things, right? And, and so, so thankful. I was just talking with a few people on the patio about just the way that God truly does work all things out together for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I know COVID was a really strange and awful year for so many. Um, but what God is birthing out of ashes is beautiful. And so it's just so good to be here. I've been, me and Katrina have been really, she's going to be here for the next service. She doesn't like to awaken the dawn. So for all of you that like to get up early, you guys, big shout out. I was up early too. I love, I love the dawn patrol. <laughs> but um, it's so good to be here, you guys. So good to be in Santa Cruz. It just feels like uh, a welcome home party. It feels like our home away from home. Uh, even though L.A. was our original home, and then uh, now Portland is our home, we feel conflicted and torn because we've been there two years, and now we have a Hope Church fam, but we also have an all-city fam, and they're wonderful. I can't wait. Um, just maybe some of you could get up there someday to visit. I don't know. Portland's not exactly on people's mind to visit right now, is it? It's like Detroit was the black eye of the nation. I think they passed the baton to Portland, but uh, we love Portland, and uh, we're falling more and more in love with Portland and the people in Portland. And how many of you know that uh, it's a good idea when we are the light of the world, and it's a lot easier to shine in dark places, and there's a lot of good things that are happening in Portland, but there's a lot of darkness too, so it's a, it's a good opportunity to be able to be there and shine, right? All of us that are followers of Jesus are called to shine, and so um, it's easier to shine in those, in those dark places where we need hope, right, where we need hope. Uh, today, I want to I do a, a couple of things. Danny asked me to do two things, to, to bring a word uh, from the word, and then to also get you a little bit updated as to what is happening in Portland, because uh, you guys are a huge part of it. None of what is happening, none of what has happened in Portland happens without you guys. Um, I want you to know that. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful. Katrina's really, really thankful 
for everything that you guys mean to us, that you guys have invested into us and how you've supported, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through uh, finances, or just even sometimes I get those texts, random texts uh, of words of encouragement. Or You have no idea how much all of that uh, and more means to us. How many of you know that God has amazing plans for you? He has amazing plans, actually, for all humanity, um, and he, he, his, it, it's, it's so beyond our wildest dreams, right? I know that scripture where it says that the Lord wants to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, right? That's a little bit taken out of context, but the heart of God through Genesis all the way through Revela- Revelation uh, says that I can cherry pick that because it lines up with his character and his desire for you and me. And it's a beautiful thing because we even sang in that song, God is for you. He's not against you, right? He's totally, completely for you. And he loves you and he loves me. And uh, 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no thought has entered into the mind of man, the plans that he has for you, for you. It's really good to personalize that for me. For me, and so, um, and and also too, uh, this is the the life that we've lived for the last two years. Even in the midst of COVID, was that God was doing something exceedingly abundantly above anything that I can think or imagine, right? That's the scripture in the book of Ephesians, according to the power of the work of the Spirit in us. And so that's that's his promise for all of us is that he is going to do exceedingly abundantly above. And I have a really wild imagination for those of you who know me know that I have a lot of ideas, a lot of dreams, a lot of um, and, and God in his sovereignty and with his he's the potter we're the clay right and he knows exactly how he's designed each one of us differently and he knows the plans that he has for each one of us and there's no way in the world that you could script what he has for you he would probably just crinkle up the paper and say nice try throw it in the blue can and say how about this because they're that much better than anything that you can dream up Ephesians 2.10 talks about you and I being his handiwork, his masterpiece, right? His, the Greek word is for that is poema. You're his poem created in Christ to do good works that, he's, that he created in advance for us to do. It gives this picture of that he has all kinds of amazing things for you and I to do, to partner with him, to be able to, to bless people, to be able to impact those around us. And he's designed those things before you were ever even born. He had works, he had deeds, he had action for you uh, in, in his heart and in his mind. And we get the opportunity to try to work with him to understand what those things are and to line ourselves up with his will and to be able to do things. The, that, to me, is baffling. The God of the universe inviting us into this partnership with him to actually do some amazing things in this earth, right? How many of you know sin has turned the, the world upside down and, and it doesn't take too much discernment or too much eyesight to be able to see that we live in a really broken place. But because of Jesus coming and because of Jesus coming and dying and being raised from the dead and now we put our faith in him, we have the opportunity now for God to live on the inside of us and work through us to be able to turn the world right side up now for him. And it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. 
we, many of you know that the five years that we were here was the best years of our lives, not only individually, me and Katrina individually, but as a married couple, being here, being able to be a part of the, the faith, uh, this faith family, and it, it just, it, our minds were blown with all the, just the beautiful things, the beautiful people, the relationships that we, that we had and have still, and, and yet, sometimes God decides to redirect, or sometimes he decides to have what I would call a, a holy disruption or an interruption in our lives. And at first, transition can be really hard. I never, never forget the, the day, it was the summer of Dan, Danny and Jenny were out on their radical sabbatical, and, and, and I was just trying to hold the fort down, just make sure the building didn't burn down or something, and, and it didn't, thankfully, but uh, while, he, while they were away, the whole family was away, I, God gave me a dream. I woke up uh, at 6.30 a.m., and I felt God's presence, and the dream was real simple, but really, really powerful. It was me and Katrina were to move to Portland to start a church. And I was like, whoa, I'm adventurous. I didn't like that idea because I, love, I loved my life here. And, and then when I told Katrina, she really didn't like that idea. Uh, she said, no, no, this is no joke. She's half Italian, half Mexican, so she's a little bit, she's my spicy, my spicy wife. And, um, and I told her, and she said, literally, hell's no. Like with a Z, like her inner... East L.A. gangster came out, hells no. And I was like, really? I put the dream up on the shelf. I said, like, Lord, you're going to have to talk to this woman because I'm not even going near that. I walked out the house and just went and go get some private space. And, and then if that wasn't enough, my, our daughter already moved up to Portland. And so I'm sitting at Eastside Eatery because we had a, a weekly date. That, that was our date spot. And we just did it. I, I just kept on going there, eating my buffalo wings, doing my thing. And she had her buffalo wings up in Portland, FaceTime. She says, Dad, I forgot to tell you. I meant to call you a few days ago, and I had a dream. And this girl dreams. They're like laser beam accurate dreams. And she said, uh, yeah, you and mom moved up here to Portland to plant a church. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to weasel my way past Katrina when, when I got back from the date. She was on the couch, and I kept walking. I, I kept watching. How was the date? And I was like, it's, it's good, babe. It's good. And um, she said, no, no, come here. Tell me about it. Sit down. Tell me about it. No, no. I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, come here. And I was like, I, and I told her, and she teared up because she knew that there was some juice on it. She knew that there was some God involvement in it. And she knew that we were going to be taking a trek away from all that we love. Sometimes following Christ means sacrifice. But I'll tell you what, anything that he ever asks you to sacrifice, anything he ever asks you to lay down, it's for a good reason. He's trustworthy. He's faithful. He's good. He's perfect in all of his ways. His ways are higher. And when we trust him and we get into the hallway of waiting and when, when God closes the door, how many of you know Jesus closes doors? No man can, can, 
can shut, right? And then he opens doors that nobody can open. And, and sometimes the, you have to get into this place, and you don't have to. That's the thing. He'll never violate that gift he's given you, a free will to be able to submit and yield to his leading. And, and sometimes it's scary to walk outside of a door and shut the door behind you, and then you're waiting for another open door, and you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what's beyond the door. You just know that he loves you, and you just know that whatever it is, it's going to be good because he's good, and he's not going to let you down. And, I, and so we just got into this hallway of just, we don't know where we're going. We know Portland. That's about it. We moved into downtown. How many of you know Portland downtown? It's a little funky right now. It has been funky, and, and we had no idea what we were walking into. And then if that wasn't enough, like my, our daughter, then Danny comes back from, they, they had their three months, and, and they came back, and I'm hanging out with Danny, and he says, I don't really like this dream, Joe, but I had a dream. And in the dream that you and Katrina moved to Portland, and you were pastoring a church. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, the, I, you, you guys that know me, you know that I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I, I'm just not that guy. I'm not Mr. Academia and and I'm just a real ordinary, basic, simple guy. Um, so apparently God needed to give me three dreams to be able to go do. I, I don't know. I don't know why three, but he did say three. And Danny, Danny, I, I was trying to figure out if it was the dreams that were sending me or, to be honest with you, right around the same time, Danny, surfer Danny, and when we first moved from Charlotte, North Carolina here, on my job description as associate pastor was that me and Danny were going to go all around Santa Cruz and go to the best Mexican joints to get carne asada burritos. That was on my job description. And I was excited about that. And for a while, we did that. And then there was this one day right around this same time where Danny shows up. And I don't even know this Danny. He's now a vegan. A vegan. Sorry. He's a vegan. And he had a hipster haircut, skinny jeans. And I just said, he turned into a hipster vegan. And so the truth is, we didn't go out there because of dreams. We went out there because we were offended. And he lied to me. All kidding aside, all kidding aside, Danny and Jenny are some of our best friends, and they are some of the best people on the planet. And if it wasn't for them, there's no way in the world we would have been able to step into the blessings that God had for us in Portland. There's just no way. And we love them, and that was part of one of the things that was so hard. I loved working with and for Danny. I, lo I loved it. And here we are being sent out and sent away from everything that is, is amazing and everything that is beautiful. And Santa Cruz is paradise outside of the cost of living. Anybody say amen to that? Whoo! Real quickly, I want to go through, uh, just read Galatians 5, 22 through 25. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you can go there with me, or it's up on the screen. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, the sinful desire, with its passions and desires. This is what I want to camp on. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Sometimes keeping in step with the Spirit is easier said than done. 
How many of you know that, that, that what I just described was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty clear? It was pretty clear. Um, yet, didn't mean that it was easy. Didn't mean that it was easy. Sometimes keeping in step with the Holy Spirit is really, really challenging. And it's really hard. But when we do, there's so much life. And the Holy Spirit is, is, is living in us and through us and teaching us and this really leading us into all truth and leading us into the purposes that God would have for us. Because each one of you have purpose. You were designed and created on purpose. You were created for purpose in so many different ways. And the only way that we're going to really understand the purpose that the Father has for us is by keeping in step with His Spirit. And sometimes we don't even see that we're keeping in step with Him because of just the natural way that that happens. And sometimes we, we realize it and, it, and it's super obvious. And then sometimes we don't recognize that we get off step and we start to step in a different direction. And then He's so good about getting us back on track. How many of you have been there? I've been there a bunch of times. I got a master's degree in that one, unfortunately. We knew that our journey to Portland was going to require a lot of steps. Some of, some of the steps were small, some of them were big, but there were a lot of them, and each step was important. Sometimes somebody said this, and maybe you've heard this, but, but how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. The elephant sometimes, and sometimes the vision and the dream that God might have for you could be huge, it could be small, it could be medium-sized or whatever, but the only way to actually accomplish that is by taking one step at a time. Sometimes we get so paralyzed with fear, we get scared, or we, get, uh, we just get off track because we never really want to take that first step, or sometimes we start taking steps in the right direction, and then we get scared, and we start to take, we just get to re redirect, and we start taking different steps the wrong way, and God has to get us back on track. I remember just the, the footsteps, uh, just even so many times when I was walking on the beach, uh, just recently, uh, this weekend, I had a chance to be able to do that. <laughs> We don't have those. We don't have the beaches in Portland, so it's really nice to be able to to get on the beach and and you see those those fresh footprints, right? And sometimes I like to try to. Have you ever done that too? Try to like follow in those footsteps and kind of step into those footsteps. I remember it actually brought up a uh, a nightmare that when I was 16 years old, I was going to the beach with my dad. We were living down in L.A. and I was going with my dad and my stepmom and my brother, and and I remember that. I just remember this horrifying picture. We, I was following my dad out. We were just got to the sand, and I was following his footsteps out, and we were going to break out the blanket, and you know the routine. And, and he had these, these tight OP corduroy huggy shorts on, but that wasn't really what was horrifying, even though that was a little horrifying. He stripped them off, and he had a pair of black Speedos. <laughs> and I was like, that ain't cool, Dad. If you loved me, you would not do that. You have Speedos. I'm sorry. We'll pray for you later. But we have a perfect dad. He doesn't wear Speedos, right, in heaven. And, and, and he knows how to direct our steps. When we follow in his footsteps, when we follow the steps that he has for us, it's, it's for our good. It's for our benefit. And it's for the good and the benefit of others around us. 
How many of you know the Holy Spirit lives in you for your benefit, but he wants to work through you for the benefit of those around you? And it's really awesome when he does. It's so fulfilling when you see, when you line up with his plan for your life and you see the way God operates through you to impact other people around you. It's awesome. It's so awesome. And you take none of the credit, none of the glory, because all of us recognize uh, who we are without him. Who I am without him is a mess, and I'm going around and I'm making messes in other people's lives, right? Anybody else been there? You don't have to raise your hand. I love, to me, it's totally baffling that when you read scripture, Jesus said, Things like, I only see, I only say what the Father is saying. I only do what the Father is doing. He was so lined up with the Father that the, he was never out of step with the Father. He was always in step with the Spirit in bringing alignment with the Father's purposes it was, it's so baffling to me because, because none of us in here can say that, right? Can anybody in here say, yeah, that's me, yeah. Yep, whatever the Father says, that's what I say. Whatever the Father does, that's what I do. Says nobody in here, right? On my best day, I've never been able to say that. And that's why we worship Jesus. That's why we're here to worship Jesus, right? It's because we love him and we need him in our life, Psalm 37, 23 says that the steps of the righteous, the steps, notice that, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. The right, righteous being right standing with the Father, we're right standing with the Father because we put our faith in Jesus. I love that the other, another version says it like this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Do you know that he, he delights in that? Like he delights in every single detail of our lives. Like he's carefully watching over each one of us. And he's carefully directing our steps and trying to help us to hear his voice, to understand those steps. Moving downtown, to Portland was one of those steps for us. And it was not a step that Katrina liked because she doesn't like the city. She likes to visit the city, but she doesn't like to live in the city. And so seeing out of our master bedroom window, uh, the I-5 freeway, and you see the, the train coming through and the, and, and the buses and all the hustle and bustle of the city wasn't her idea when we went from Capitola Village where we opened our window and we could hear the crashing waves. That wasn't her idea of a good day, right? For you, a lot of you, that sounds horrifying as well. And then eventually God redirected our steps because even though he directed our steps into downtown and even from the, the place that we lived in and everything, then he redirected our steps to move about five miles east into a little bit different part of the city. And we were able to buy a house. And it was awesome because it was a fulfillment of a promise that God spoke to Katrina a long time ago. And it just didn't happen in Santa Cruz because everything costs like three million out here. And I was on a pastor's salary. We, uh, I remember we, we closed escrow March 15th. Well, we moved in on March 15th, 2020. A lot of you remember what kind of happened around March 15th. COVID. 
I remember having a, a ticket to the two tickets to me and my daughter were going to go to a, a Rockets Blazers game the next day. We're unpacking boxes on Saturday, moving in on Saturday. I was going to go to a game on Sunday. They got canceled and everything breaks out COVID. And pretty soon I'm wearing a mask and we're all sheltering in place in our house. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, you called us to come up here and plant a church. A church is people, and I can't even meet people. That's like kind of a problem, right? It spun me out for about a week, and I'll never forget spending time with the Lord. I wake up early. I love to spend time with him early in the morning um, before there's any, any noise. And, and I just remember hearing his voice, and he, and he spoke this. He reminded me of this scripture, this promise. He said, I will build my church Notice the, the emphasis on that. I will build my, I, my, and the gates of hell won't prevail. And you know what? The gates of COVID won't prevail. And so I, th I thought, okay, that's, that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear, Jesus. You're going to do it somehow. I don't know how, but I trust you. You moved us all the way up here from Santa Cruz. I, I kind of reminded him of all the things that he did. Uh, as if he needed reminding, and then it was really for my benefit, and I said, but I trust you, Lord. With my knees knocking, I said, we're going to do this, and then I remember we were connected. I was connected with Skate Church up there, and, and right before COVID broke out, uh, the building that they were attached to, they were partnered with a church, a local church there, uh, decided to, to close down, and they decided they were going to sell the whole property. And so the skate church, me and some of the other skate church leaders just started praying, God, what do you have in store in the future? And, and there was this lady there that I didn't really know, and afterwards she, she comes up and she says, hey, do you, do you uh, mind if I, I tell you something that I feel like God told me while we were praying? I said, sure. And she says, God, she said a couple things. I, I won't bore you with all the details, but she said this. She said, God is inviting you into a season to dream really, really big and to ask him for big things. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see you. And I didn't really know what it meant. But before we ever moved to Portland, Galatians 5, God spoke to me and said, keep in step with my spirit. And so the whole time that we're, that we're moving, we're packing boxes here, and we're moving to Portland, we're downtown, now we move to the east side. The whole time, I, I can't even tell you how many times I prayed that prayer, Lord, help me, help me to, to stay in alignment with you. Help me keep in step with your spirit. Help me not get ahead. Help me not lag behind. I want to be right there in the center, just in the sweetness of what you're doing. Help me to be able to see what you're doing. Help me to be able to hear your voice. Help me to be able to incline my my ear so I could hear your voice. Help me be able to take whatever that next step is. And help me to be able to have the bravery, right? That song, uh, Make Me Brave, because he was calling us out uh, into a place that was unknown. And it's like, I just need some courage, Lord. I need some bravery. We need your guidance. We need your discernment. We need your power. We need your provision. Anybody else been there in that place of just, you're crying out to God because, look, Independent makes a great skateboard truck company, but a terrible lifestyle. He wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to be completely dependent on him and his provision and really seeking him because if you seek him you'll find him if you ask you'll receive if you knock the door will be open whenever you diligently seek him you'll find him if you search for him with your whole heart 
And he invites us into this beautiful love relationship, this intimate relationship. I could have seriously, that last song that you guys did, I could have sang that for three hours because he's, he's doing something in all of our lives that is causing us to fall deeper and deeper in love with Jesus. The reason why we lay down our lives is because he laid down his life. We didn't seek him first. He sought us. We love him because he first loved us. And this is just a reciprocal response to a king that laid down his life. And it gets better and better and better and better as we follow Jesus. There's no turning back. Why would any of us want to turn back? And so I just, we just launched out into the deep. And so here I am praying for big things. And, and I was on the property one time going to skate church. It was during COVID now at this point. And, and I just thought, I got the keys to skate church. I'm going to skate up. And I was all masked. I just had bubble wrap all around me. No, I'm playing. Um, and I, I got to skate church. And I was going to have just a private session in their indoor skate park, amazing skate park. And, and so I, I get up there. I'm in the parking lot. And all of a sudden, I'm sensing that the Holy Spirit wants me to, to pray about him giving us that whole property and this big building. This is really insane, you guys, because our core team was about 10 people. And I'm praying for a gigantic building. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with the building if he gave it to us. Like they're selling it for like $4 million or something like that. And I'm asking God, I'm like, is this, is this okay? I'm asking God to give a building. And this is happening for like two weeks. I just feel this burden to pray. Big things. Big things. And then finally I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, one morning, and, and he tells me, stop praying about the building. And I'm like, pray about the building. Don't pray about Okay, okay, okay. I won't pray about the building. And then a week later he speaks to me again and he says, he says, son, if I never give you a building, if I never give you a space to meet in, if I never do any of that, will you still partner with me to grow my church? Will you still partner with me to love people and to, bring, to, to give people hope and all that? And that wasn't for him. That was for my benefit. And I said, yes, absolutely. Absol I don't know what that looks like, but yes, for sure. And ever since that day, he took even the desire, even the thought from a building. And he just spoke to me so clearly and so just real simply. And he said, hey, I just want you to love every single person that I put in front of you. Just do that. Just do that. Oh, I can do that, Lord. With your help, I, I can do that. I can sign up for that, Lord. And so I just started doing that. COVID's getting weird, weirder and weirder and longer and longer. And me and my, one of my other best friends that lives in Huntington Beach started a, started a church, a digital church called Mess Halls. And, and so and that grew and it was all, all on Zoom and it grew. People are giving their lives to Jesus and marriages are being restored. And, and I, I even snuck up to Bellingham because somebody was tuning, tuning into Bellingham and baptized somebody in water. It was awesome. And, and so God's blessing this. And I'm slowly but surely starting. I'm kind of weird. Like when, when COVID was like that, I went to Walmart just so I could hang around people. I didn't even buy anything. I don't even like that store. I'm just like... Hey, what's up? I'm trying to talk to all the workers and everything. And then it was kind of fun. So I went over to Target right down the street too. It was kind of cool. I remember in October of 2020, 
we have a, an intercessors team. Actually, Lori's here. Greg and Lori Walsh are a part of that. And we always, we've met pretty much since the day we moved to Portland. We have a team and met on Zoom. And, and it was Tuesday morning at 7 o'clock. I got up early at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I was asking God, uh, what are the prayer targets? Like, how do I lead the team? And, and this is what he said. Pray for a building. <laughs> I was like, what? pray for a building? Okay, we'll pray for a building. We prayed for a building. And what we didn't know is that Tuesday night, the same day, there was a declining church that has been in decline for quite a while that just over a year's process of praying and fasting and seeking counsel just made a decision. They were going to close their doors and they were going to give the entire building and property away to a church planner. Guess who? Yeah. That building we're in right now, that's the building that was given to us. 24,000 square feet. It's got a couple of acres of undeveloped land. It has a house, three-bedroom, two-bath house. Look at the inside. You can see some of the things that are happening inside. And, and look at the buildings. Gorgeous. And so January 17th, COVID's still rocking. Look at that. That was, that was our launch. April 4th, Easter Sunday, while you guys, uh, while we were all celebrating, I was celebrating from afar, while you were celebrating your 10th anniversary of Hope Church, we were celebrating our birth. January 17th was our first launch team meeting, less than three months, and this is Easter Sunday, and God is God is, is, is hopping and rocking and moving in Portland. And people are getting saved. People are giving their lives to Jesus left and right. We have already had since then. We've been doing weekly services, doing pancakes and everything. We stole that idea from, from Hope. I was like, <laughs> one of the best ideas that Danny and Jenny ever had was serving pancakes, I think. I think Jesus is uh, really, really loving that. So we got pancakes. We're doing the whole thing. God is good, you guys. And when we keep in step with his spirit, he will blow your socks off. Literally, I don't have any socks this morning. And he just keeps on rocking my world. All just rocking my, you know, that, that little blown brain emoji. It just, that's what it feels like. I had to, 2020, I spent so much time repenting. Not because of sin. But you know what? It's the kindness of God that leads you to repentance. Repentance is a change of perspective. And everywhere I looked, God was doing things where I had to change my perspective and recognize that he's a lot better. He's a lot more kind. He's a lot more generous. He's a lot more loving. He's a lot more gracious. He's a lot more merciful than I ever gave him credit for. And I keep repenting because every day he seems like he's showing up and showing me new things of his heart. I need to crash the plane. I'm going long. God has steps for all of us to take every day. Steps in, if you're married, steps in your marriage, steps in your friendship, steps in your job, your vocation, steps in how you're connected here and how God wants to use you God's designed you for community. I think we've all felt the isolation enough. He wants us to be 
insulated. He wants insulation, not isolated. This is insulation. When we're connected in every joint supplying and Jesus is the head and we're the body and we're part of the body and we're working together and God's expanding the, the heart and the vision of this house and this place to take it further and even what's happening at Coastlands and beyond. It's amazing. Why? So that people can experience the hope and the life of Jesus in this county. If we all take our place, do you know that, that 120 in the upper room, the day of Pentecost, like the Holy Spirit comes and fills the believers, and, and those 120 rocked the world. We're here partially because of the faithfulness of 120 believers that said, I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit, and I'm going to spend my life on other people and not myself so thankful to be a part of that. I'm so thankful to be a part of what God's doing here. There's a whole bunch of different types of steps. You can have your steps, and I love that scripture where it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Anybody been guilty of that? But acknowledge Him in all of your ways. It's going to make your path straight. He's going he's gonna to keep you in step. He's going to order your steps. He's going to keep you on the path to, to what he has planned for your life and through your life. I have a lot more notes, and I'm just going to try to end it here, you guys. Here's my question. Here's the big takeaway. What are the steps that God is asking you to take? Do you know that, that his desire is for every single one of us to be transformed from glory to glory into the image of his son? Jesus said he's going to be faithful to complete the work that he started in you and me. But it does require yielding. It does require us being intentional about keeping in step with him. It does require us seeking him and asking him, what are those next steps? Whatever those are, whether that's in context of your marriage, whether that's in context, because he wants to breathe. If you have a marriage and if it's, if it's faltering, he wants to breathe on it and give it new life. If it's a great marriage, he still wants to take it to the next level and make it even better. And, and whatever capacity God is using you in this county to be able to shine brightly in a broken world, he wants to take you to the next level. He wants the fruit of the Spirit, the character of God, his character to be demonstrated in your life in such a way, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as if you were a tree with all of those fruits hanging off those trees that people all around you would be able to come and take that. When they need peace, they can take peace because you have peace. When they need love, they can take love and they can, this is the desire of God for all of us. And if we do it as a team, if we do it as a corporate body, if we do it together, we're a lot stronger together than we are separate. And it's all designed. How do you know when you're taking the right steps? How do you know when you're in alignment? The Word of God. The Word of God. It's the Word of God, right? The Word of God is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Man shall not live by in and out alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. I just interchanged the internet with bread just because I could. God loves you guys. He loves us. 
But you know what else? He loves all of humanity. And his desire is for none to perish, but all to come to everlasting life. He wants a relationship with every single human being in this world. And if we take our rightful place as saints, as sons, as daughters of the king, we can make a difference. And we can see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in Santa Cruz County and beyond come to know the Jesus that we love. We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.